Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spiritual Journey podcast. This is episode 89. And as always, I want to start by just saying thank you. I feel so, so blessed with all the messages we get on a weekly basis. And I just, I know that, you know, this podcast is gained to a lot of people, and I feel very blessed that, um, and when I started this podcast, I just wanted to share whatever knowledge I had, wherever it came from. I know it wasn't mine. And I feel blessed that we can post an episode on a weekly basis and just get the response that we, we, can, we do. So, you know, as we begin this episode, I was encouraging Stacey to introduce it. But apparently, I need to introduce it because of my British accent. Who knows? But you know what? I always love for my co-host to introduce herself first. So Stace, sorry, introducing the amazing, the stunning, the healer extraordinaire, and published author, Stacey Brown. Stace, do you want to do a quick intro? Yeah. Hi, friends. It's so good to be back with you. I I really treasure this time. I feel like it's just one of the many ways that we give back. And we receive messages every week from people from around the world um, talking about the different episodes we do. So I'm excited to, to be here and explore this topic. Uh, my name is Stacy. I've been intuitive my whole life. But things took a massive shift for me when my uh, 17-year-old son suffered from a trauma that opened me up to some powerful spiritual experiences and took me on a journey that I never could have expected. And I gave up my successful career in the beauty industry to dedicate my life to healing work. And I do this through readings, through mentorship, through coaching sessions, through Akashic Records, Um, And through a recently published book that I wrote called Journey to Soul Center, Discovering the Gift of Surrender. feel really blessed to be here today. Thank you, Stace. Uh, Hi, everybody. I'm Nims. I'm also an Akashic record reader, Akashic trainer, podcast host, podcast creator, and a spiritual coach and mentor. And um, as I was saying earlier, this podcast I started um, because I got a message that my voice is my gift. and I really do feel blessed with the numbers. I've just I've just come back from a, an amazing trip to Sedona. Um, honestly, if I was to share, I'm still integrating. I'm still a little bit jet lagged. Um, but we love this podcast so much and I, we just wanted to keep sharing. So I'm sharing energetically back in the UK, but I'm still in Sedona. So hopefully that comes through. But I'm excited about this week's topic, Stace. This week's topic is how have the challenges you faced shape the person you are today super interesting topic um because like we've all faced challenges right and a lot of the time these challenges can consume us but actually when you go through the other side you realize how much of an impact they've had on you right because from a human perspective we grow more from pain than we do any other thing else so our challenges in many ways have changed faith have shape the person the people that we are in today's world um but how often do we really reflect on those challenges and how much they've helped us grow so i'd love to hear your perspective in you know kind of what does this topic mean to you you've um faced a lot of challenges over the last couple of years and you you know kind of i really feel the person you are today in a very short space of time um has been shaped a lot by what you've been through in the short term so i'm curious what does this topic mean to you So the first thing that comes to mind, of course, is like the most vulnerable. And if you've been here a while, you know, this is like the role that I play. Um, 
I, it's like, I often tell people the day that my son crashed his car in, into a tree, it was like, he put the whole family in the car with him and we all came out with different injuries. And one of mine is that I feel like I wear my heart on the outside of my chest. And as I'm sitting here today, um, navigating through some anxiety about life in general, um, I'm very aware that the challenge that I'm facing in this season is the challenge of learning how to navigate life as a divorced woman. Um, and yes, for those who've been following, I'm, I'm in a long distance relationship with someone who lives in the UK. Um, but again, that's long distance. And so um, it's interesting because I'm still learning to navigate this season, but I could never have imagined that me learning to stand in my truth and me doing what was right for me was going to end my relationship. But ultimately, I believe that's what happened. Um, I was in a space of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual pain after everything that happened with my son. And um, I embarked on a journey of self-discovery from that experience. And part of that was um, Clubhouse coming into my life and finding a space where I could use my voice. And then it was me traveling internationally and meeting new friends. And when I came back to my marital home, the, the dynamic was completely different. And uh, we made the decision mutually to end our marriage. And it has sent me on this journey of self-discovery and self-exploration that's been significant. I mean, I've, I've had everything in my life change from where I live geographically to who I share a home with to what I'm doing for a career and how I'm showing up in the world. And um, it's been really scary it's been really scary to know that I'm doing this solo. And um, I've been very blessed to have a lot of people come into my life who've been able to really support me through this and encourage me and listen to me. Um, but I do have moments almost every day where I'm learning to navigate through this challenging season. And it has not been easy. I mean, I had gotten used to doing life with a partner and having that dynamic. And um, I think there's part of me that's still grieving that as I'm walking through these challenges. It is really a powerful question. And I guess as, as we continue to talk about it, I'd love for our listeners just to pause and just think about what are the challenges that you, that you face in your life and how have they shaped you? How have they helped you grow? How have they truly helped you to understand who you are and become the person you are today? As you listen to this episode, it's really a powerful question to reflect upon. As we talk about our story, how has it impacted you? And there's, you know, for me, and I'll talk about some of the challenges I face in a second, but it's that it really is important to to really consider 
how the pain that we've faced in our life, how the pain has shaped us. Because sometimes we live in that pain and we kind of, we let it consume us and it does consume us. But I, you know, if we kind of reflect on the fact that sometimes our biggest growth comes through our biggest pain. And that self-reflection, that acceptance is a big part of it. And for me, acceptance, you know, we just, we, we had a reading just now and um, a lot of it was around acceptance, right? A lot of it was around, you know, that something's happening in, 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 in people's worlds and it's that it's so different than what we expected because, you know, let's take a look at the last few years with lockdown, COVID, everything else, how we expected the last few years to go probably isn't the way that it has gone. So sometimes you have a resistance to that because you have expectations. But really taking stock of what are my biggest challenges that I face? What are my biggest challenges I'm facing today? And how is it helping me grow? That acceptance and self-reflection is a big part of really truly integrating the growth. Um, and for me, I guess it's, you know, the biggest thing that shaped who I am today as a just in every way um, was really the my part of my spiritual awakening. So I was very much focused on my corporate career, very much focused on you know becoming CEO of the world, being very successful in my in my career, financially abundant, and I was doing really well. Um, but then a friend of mine at the time got jealous of my success, and what she did was a little bit of um, Hindu black magic. So instead of doing a process for her success, she did something against my success. And I've talked about this before, but um, and that actually started a really challenging period for me because it worked. So for two years, I was out of work, uh, struggling financially, nearly lost my home. Um, my sister was living with me at the time. She wasn't, and she if she wasn't financially supporting me, then I would have lost my home and I would have been homeless. So, you know, it was a it was a difficult period, but I was guided to a healer who basically said somebody done something to me and helped me to release it. Um, and then within a few days of that being released, I got a job interview and I got a job and that's great. But how it shaped me today is it helped me understand that I could focus on the mental side of things so much, but if I didn't open myself up to the spiritual side, I'm missing out so much. So that one event, which is, which, which, you know, I was so focused on the human side of it and I was doing everything right. I had a, you know, PMA, positive mental attitude. I was manifesting. I was, you know, had the great car, had a great job. But then we have four bodies and it helped me realize that the challenges could come from any of those bodies and the spiritual expansion I needed came from something perceptibly negative. But it opened me up on and it took me down a spiritual journey, a totally different path that I would never have expected, which has led me to be the healer that I am today. It kind of led me to look for people to guide me on the spiritual path. I started with looking for people to, to fix me. In the end, I realized that I need fixing. Everything I need is inside me. Um, and it connected me to my mentor, my who's really kind of helped me in a big way. So... I guess that that is really an, an important thing to think about the biggest challenges you faced. How have they shaped you? Because they really, really have. 
And with this podcast, I always love the fact that we want to challenge people in the way they the way they think, in the way that to help them understand that whatever is happening is happening for you, not to you. But that only happens if you reflect on your growth. That only happens if you truly, truly connect and understand those challenges. So, yeah, powerful, powerful topic. I just remembered something I should have announced at the beginning, and Stace always tells me what 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 what, what is our call to action. So I'm being honest and I'm being human. One of the things I wanted to mention at the beginning is, you know, it was I've just come back from Sedona. I feel vibrationally that we're things are changing a lot. Um, it was Stacey's birthday last week. So what we wanted to do was start a promotion. So we're going to start a promotion as of next week and offer a 20% discount on everything that we do. So it's a great time to work with us. And if you want to understand the challenges you faced and really understand why you are the person you are today, from that awareness, you can start to truly grow and become the person you truly want to be. That's the sort of thing we do. We help you to understand your program. We help you to understand who you are. And we help you to understand who you're meant to be, what your purpose is. We guide you to that. So many different things we do. But we instead of like individually pricing stuff, we're just saying basically 20% off everything we do, which includes the Akashic record reading, Akashic training, coaching, as well as our mentorship. It's a 12-week mentorship program. Everything we do is 20% off. So, but yes, yeah, what do you think about promotion? I'm excited about it because I feel like <clears throat> I've been guided to this space. You know, when I think about all the steps that had to happen for me to get to this space, I would not be doing the healing work that I'm doing right now if I hadn't faced such dark times. You know, I, I would never wish upon anyone what we went through with our son and the, the waiting and the healing and the, the struggles and trying to get help for him. And then the physical things that I went through, I, I could not have imagined that it would take me on a journey that it has. But I, I just believe with everything in me <clears throat> that going through those challenges was preparing me for helping other people. And I think about today, for example, and I, I woke up this morning and I'm blessed enough to be able to be self-employed. <clears throat> and I got my daughter off to school for the day and got in a little workout. And then I've spent my entire day doing healing work doing readings for people, opening the Akashic records, recording this podcast. And in this very moment, I'm so aware that without the challenges that I had faced, I wouldn't be here with you. I wouldn't be in this space with you. We wouldn't have met. And it's, it's very hard to accept that some of the darkest hardest, most challenging things that I've faced have also been the things that have opened me up to the most magical and beautiful things. And I think sometimes when we go through something challenging, 
or we're in the, the, we're in it, you know, we're in the trenches of working through it. We can often victimize ourselves and say, I can't believe this is happening to me. This is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I'm never going to make it through this. Um, Lots of sweeping statements about how it's the end. And yet for me, um, when everything happened with my son, it was actually the beginning of some of the most um, life-changing, and I'm going to say life-enhancing experiences that I've ever had. And I think sometimes the story that we tell ourselves can either propel our healing forward or it can hinder it. Because if we stay in the space of a victim mentality, like, you know, why me, why did this happen? Or not being able to get past a, a, a traumatizing experience, we can get lost in that and not see what could potentially be on the other side. And I know I've been there. I mean, I, I when I left my husband, I had no plan. I left my my marital home and I was sleeping on various couches of friends and waking up in the middle of the night gasping for air. And I still get waves of that. I still have days where I'm like, this is this is too much for me. But somehow with each phase, I'm coming to a greater understanding of who I am and how I'm showing up in the world. And for that, I'm grateful even for the pain. Yeah, it's an interesting, it's an interesting topic, right? We we talk about this quite often in terms of why do we as a human if, if our soul picks our human experience, why does our soul pick such a such a painful journey? And you know, say you've had a lot of growth in a short space of time because of that pain. And the reason you come to that conclusion that you shared was because you started changing the way you, the question that you're asking, right? It's like you were open to, to the spiritual breakthroughs. You were open to things being different. Um, and that led you down a different path. We were, we were often joking about roller coaster, right? You know, when you work with, when, when we started working together, somehow we, we signed up to be, to uh, to some sort of roller coaster experience because change has been really rapid, um, but it's interesting. I really do feel the universe has a role to play in helping us and expand, helping us to complete our journey, helping us to you know expand in the way that we were meant to. Um, and I believe the universe starts off with a gentle nudge with our messages. We, you know, maybe it's the universe, maybe it's God, it's our guides, but the messages do. You start off with a gentle nudge, but then when we don't listen, the messages get louder and louder and louder. And it's that, you know, because the universe is kind, but also has a role to play. Um, but with our biggest expansion, with our spiritual kind of rebirths, and I feel like some of those are are kind of planned, divinely timed, but at the same time, we have free will to fully integrate the message. So I guess the you know what what I want our listeners to understand is truly take time to reflect on the challenges you're facing today. Take time out to really understand and say, okay, what are, how are they helping you? How are they 
how are they expanding you? Um, you know, I, I just kind of, like I said, I came back from a trip to Sedona. I spent seven days in Sedona. And I guess I, some of me had an expectation that I was going to come back and have all these channeling messages. And I had a great experience. But it's, sometimes it's our expectations of how things are coming through. I know I'm growing. I know there's a lot of things around me are changing, are, are changing but sometimes we have expectations of how quickly that change is going to come. So, you know, a divine timing is also part of truly understanding who we're meant to become. So it's it's really, it's an interesting, it's an interesting balance between things that are meant to happen to us that you know, are challenging times that they're 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 meant to expand us to um, times where we need to push ourselves to expand in our own unique way. You know, there's just a different perspective. But the more open we are to magic happening around us, the easier life does get. The less rigid that we can have, we can be in our expectations, but lay out a clear path. Again, because it's like, you know. For many people, when you talk about gifts and guides and the spiritual journey, you know, you kind of get, well, it's not really for me. It's not. But we all have guides. We're all on a spiritual journey. It's just a divine timing to it, right? And it's it's how do how do we how do we truly accept what's happening around us? You know, if we take this year as an example, it's been expansive for everybody. And everyone we talk to, yes, the last couple of years have been challenging, but this year for me has been different in the way that. I really feel that we've been pushed to shine our light, to to, to release the karmic stuff that we've been holding on to. Um, so again, it means the challenges that we face this year, if everybody's facing similar challenges, then maybe there's much more to it than just our own individual human experiences. Maybe like COVID, everybody was, was, was in lockdown at the same time. So maybe there is a, there's an element of, what's happening around us astrologically as well as what's happening in us. So, you know, and it's like if I think about my journey and just, honestly, this is weird, but, but death and losing loved ones, I think it shaped me more than, than I really understand it. I realized until we started talking about it. And that is, you know, my dad, you know, I lost my dad over 25 years ago. Um, I wasn't there. He was he was in India, and um, I often wonder what would what would my life be like now if he if he was still in my life, right? And I lost my mom. Um, again, I was uh, she she passed away in the UK, but I was I was away. And I sometimes wonder what my what would my life. Both my parents died relatively young. How would they have influenced me? How would I be different? Um, but in some ways, I think the things I face and the things I've grown to, I had to face on my own. I had to face, I have a very loving family and people around me, but, you know, I know, I know my dad was spiritual in the human realm, but I wasn't when he was here. So I often wonder, well, hold on a second. How spiritually would I have grown differently if he was still in, in my life when when I became more spiritual? It is, it's like, you know, these questions... And thinking about your your most painful memories and how they shaped you do really help you understand who you are on a day to day basis. You know, Sidro, who's my mentor um, guide, who I thought we were going to do events all together around the world and the spiritual journey should be a big part of. 
and her passing away at the age of 38 um, in March 2020, it was weird. I mean, yes, I miss her. And humanly, I really do miss her. But spiritually, I knew where she was meant to be. And I feel in so many ways that I was being prepared for this phase of my life, knowing that she wasn't going to be here. But the only reason I understand that is because I started asking those questions of, okay, why why did Sidra leave that this realm at that time? What was the purpose? What was the reason? And those questions are really important to, for you to truly understand. So it's like whatever challenge you face, if you start to ask yourself, well, hold on a second, how am I? How, how, what did I learn from it? How am I different? I really feel this question can be a powerful question to help you understand who you are today. Because our challenges have, sh- have, have shaped us in a way that who we are today for all of us. Somehow, you know, we also have free will. So sometimes it's, it's a perceptibly positive change. Sometimes it's a perceptibly negative change. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely shaped us. And it is, how do we integrate those lessons and truly understand who we are today? And it's from that awareness, you have to accept who you are because it's like sometimes you look back and you think, why did I do that? I wish I did it this way. I wish I did it this way. Unless you've got a time machine and I haven't, you can't go back and change the past. But what you can do, accept who you are today and then decide what you want to do differently. Yeah, and for people who like aren't sure how to make that happen. I would say that one of the things that needs to happen is finding your voice and using it. So it may not be a public platform. It might be, you know, a trusted mentor or a friend or a family member. But I know for me, when I was in the challenging times, and I was trying to navigate through it, it was very therapeutic for me to find a space to put everything I was feeling. Now, for me, I'm somebody that processes things through talking about them. And so I was blessed enough to be introduced to the social media app Clubhouse at a very pivotal time in my healing. Like like I was still in the challenging times, but I was in the thick of it. And having a space like that to use as a sounding board was really powerful for me. And I'm not saying that that's the answer for everyone, but what I'm saying is, is finding a way to connect with what you're feeling, like what you're going through. So whether it's talking to somebody else, whether it's a social media platform, whether it's journaling, Um, a phone call with a friend, I believe there needs to be a space to acknowledge those challenging times because without acknowledging them, it's impossible to, to take action because you're not, you're not facing it. And I know for me, I had to process it in a lot of different ways, including a book in order to grow and heal from what I had been through. And um, I didn't know that someone else's life challenges 
could impact me so greatly, right? My son, you know, I, I, I know we're connected to our children deeply. I know that, but I had no idea that my son's pain would hold so many lessons for me. Maybe that's what I'm saying. And it has been significant for me to walk through not only my lessons in it, but like his pain and seeing the impact, the ripple effect that that has had. And I, I look at my son now and he is like 28 months clean and sober. And at the tender age of 22, he just bought his first home and he didn't just buy a home and move into it. He bought a home and turned it into a recovery house to help other people who are struggling with the same types of demons that he struggles with. And I think I wouldn't trade that. You know, I mean, we nearly lost him and it was horrifying. And you know, it's interesting because I was talking to a client today who wants to be a public speaker and she envisions herself being on a stage, right? And she's like, but I don't know what to talk about. And she's like, the advice that I've been given is that you find one thing that you'll never get tired of talking about and that's the message to the world. And everything in me was like, that's not necessarily how it works because I have found that what I am meant to connect with is the most painful experience of my life. And I'm meant to talk about it, not because it's the easiest thing for me to talk about, but rather because every layer of healing that I peel away, I openly make space for other people to do the same. Because I definitely am open with the journey of recovering from this, right? I'm not, I'm not keeping it shrouded in, in guilt, shame, secrecy, any of that. Instead, I'm consistently talking about something so painful because yes, I want to help the listener, but it's also helping me go a little bit deeper every time in facing the challenge and seeing the greater lessons in it. And it's like, every time I do it, I learn something new. It's interesting, Stace, because I don't, I don't hear you talk a lot about pain anymore. Mm -hmm. I hear you talk about it on the podcast in some, some ways, but I actually hear you talk much more about the result and the healer that you become. So, you know, in terms of public speaking, that, that question, I hear a lot of people say, okay, what can you talk about for 15 minutes without interruption? Um, and you know, maybe that's, that's the topic is that, you know, but it's understanding what are you, what's, what are you passionate about? And that's where your purpose comes from. What are, what are you passionate about? And it is, you know, kind of, Everybody has a story to tell and using a public platform to tell your story, even if it helps one person, maybe not go through the same level of pain, then it's worth it, right? Um, but I do feel it comes down to your intention. And, you know, I feel for both of us, the intention is to serve. If what we've been through, if whatever knowledge we have, whatever words we have, helps somebody on the journey, then 
you know, we've served in some kind of way, right? And it's that, um, you know, understanding what you've been through and asking the right questions is a part of it. And you're, it's interesting, you said something earlier, which kind of sticks in my mind a little bit in terms of how grateful you are. You wouldn't want anyone to go through what you went through with your son and because it was obviously a painful experience. But at the same time, it gave you your biggest growth. And there's some way, you know, you wouldn't wish that to happen to anyone, but you're grateful for your growth and you're grateful for the person you've become. So, you know, kind of embracing the pain as much as possible and getting the understanding, understanding your, your growth and being grateful that you got through it and the growth that you got from it, I feel is a big first, first step. Because otherwise you get stuck in the pain and you continue to, and then obviously, you know, kind of being kind to yourself and understanding, being grateful and just integrating whatever the lessons are. Because um, ultimately, change is the only constant, right? Change and growth and, you know, you, obviously, if you knew your son was going to run into a tree 100 miles per hour, you would have stopped him, right? So, um, but all you you could deal with was the aftermath in terms of okay what what happened what's going what are you going to do in your book you talk about it a lot and it's that it isn't a lot of the time it isn't what happens to us it is how we respond to what happens to it and you know I don't want to take it too deeply but it's that if if when we've talked about it in the book and you talked about it in previous podcasts but you and your her partner at the time had a very different path because of what, what your son did, right? And that's this is what challenges do, do for us. It, it gives us an option to either heal and to expand or to stay in the pain. And um, I guess I want to ask you, how did you make sure that you you expanded through that pain to become the healer you, you are today. And why do you think your partner decided maybe not to? I made a decision years ago that I was going to give up whatever I thought my life was going to look like for whatever God had in store. I surrendered. And I will say in the beginning stages, after everything happened with my son, I was right where my partner was. I was self-destructive. I was numbing the pain. It was, it was so painful to go through it that much like when you go through an extreme physical pain and your body goes into shock, I think that I was in shock. And there was a period of time where I was not responding to it in a healthy way. I was not, I mean, it, and, and I'm talking like, you know, he's been in a hospital bed, machines doing the breathing for him. We're out of that. He's kind of navigating sobriety. And I was still floundering. I was still trying to figure out which end was up. I was still in a space of like reaction to the pain versus healing or insight. Um, I believe
I believe that there's a calling on my life. And that at a certain point, I wanted to give up. And God was like, no. And it was right around the point that I met you. And I remember being terrified to speak my truth and say publicly, you know, my son is a heroin addict and he attempted to take his own life. And I believe that I trusted that I was meant to share the story, that I was meant to share the journey. And as I trusted and leaned into the lessons, God started to open up doors for me. And it wasn't about anybody else. At that point, it wasn't about how many people Stacy's going to help, how her career is going to change, how she's going to be a single woman navigating life on her own. Like it wasn't about any of that. I feel like at that stage, it was just God saying to me, I need you to hold on because there's more. That was all I had was just this hope, this, this knowing, this instinct that there was more. And so I just did a trust fall. I, I would use my voice where I felt like I was meant to. I followed my intuition and I feel like I was divinely guided. I really do. I feel like through, and I was, I was ready to lose myself. Like I, I will say I had a memory pop up yesterday and I can't believe I'm going to talk about this because I I'm guessing my family won't listen to this podcast. So I'm just going to share this here. Um, but I was, I, my memories popped up in my phone. Like, I don't know if anybody else gets that, but I'll get like photo memories. And two years ago at this time, we were in Jamaica for my daughter's wedding. And, um, like I was teetering. I had like one foot in, like, I know I'm meant to do this. And I had one foot in the pain of what I was going through. And that trip was as far as my marriage goes, an epic fail. Like it became very apparent that we were not on the same page at all on that trip. And there was a massive disconnect. And I remember that time and feeling the feeling of like, I have a choice to make. Like I either save myself or I go down with the ship. And when I looked back at those memories, I remember that feeling of like, you know, I could drink myself into an oblivion repeatedly and not, not manage this, or I could, you know, go back to hairdressing and pretend none of this ever happened. And there was this pull that I don't even know that I can explain at this point, but there was this pull or this this force that I felt was, was carrying me through and saying, no, like you did not suffer through all of this pain simply to suffer. Like the God that I believe in was like not letting me off the hook like that. Like you, you did not go through all of this to, for this to be the end. And I started to open up more to that spiritual side of me. 
I started to really dial in on my daily actions and how I was showing up in the world. And as that happened, I was creating more space for healing. And as more healing happened, the wedge between my husband and I became even more significant. Now, why he chose not to do that, and I did, I don't know the answer to that because my path isn't his. Do I believe that a lot of people can do do what he's doing and just pretend like a chapter never happened? Yes, I believe a lot of people do that. But I believe that we're all given the opportunity to make a choice as to which way we're going to go. I wish my husband nothing but the best. I He's not even my husband anymore, but I'm, I guess I'm referring to him as such so people know who I'm talking about. I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, my greatest desire is to see everybody heal from what we've gone through. But I believe that it's such a private journey, meaning like it's between you and your creator that I don't believe we have the right to make the assumption or the decision for someone else. We just have to accept that not everybody is going to be where we are when we are. Yeah, some really powerful things. I just want to kind of reflect on a couple of them. Maybe somebody that's listening today needs to hear the message that you got from God, which is hold on, there's more coming. Because I feel like a lot of people are going through those challenges. And the other thing I feel is really important is as as we go through this phase of our life and as we raise our vibration, there is going to be people around us who choose not to raise their vibration with us. And I guess the reminder here is that, look, the only people that we can control is ourselves. So listen, the only person you can control is yourself. You're not here to fix anybody. You can't force somebody to make a decision they have free will. So the only thing you can do is 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 truly stand in your power and make your decisions there in your highest. Like say so you're talking about all the decisions you had to make and you made a conscious choice to to be here to serve to and that led you down a path that you are today, but you made that choice. And it's a powerful thing to understand that, you know, whatever we're going through in some way, we've manifested. And that might be hard if you're going through some challenges, that may be hard, but there's power in that in knowing that if you manifest it, it means that you have some power to change it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's important that you, you look at the challenges you face or the challenges that you're facing or you face and really ask yourself, how is it expanding me? What is it teaching me? And it's from there you can start to do something different. You know, and it's that. But I encourage all our listeners to just look back and really consider the biggest challenges and your biggest growth that came from it. That may help you understand and accept and grow in the challenges you face in today's world. And Stace, as we close out this episode, you know, I always ask, love to ask you for some general prompts. So if, so if any one of our listeners wants to go deep and truly understand this question, what general prompts, what, what questions would you recommend? Well, I think you mentioned some in the episode, so I would encourage you to go back and listen, but I think the question of what challenges have I faced is is where you start and kind of thinking of what what comes to mind when you think about challenges and then what are some of the lessons 
that you have learned from those challenges? And how has life changed because of those challenges that you have faced, right? When we say face them, like you've worked through, you know, some of the layers of healing or you've uncovered some things about yourself, dig deep. Like what, what is the message here? I mean, if somebody had asked me, you know, these questions when I was in the thick of it, I would not have been able to answer them. I I just wouldn't have. So it might be that if you're in the thick of a challenge right now, you might write down what the challenge is and not have the answers for what the reasoning is or what, what you need to accept about it. It may just be acknowledging right now that it is a challenge, right? You might not even be in a space of being able to see the lessons, the messages, the healing, And I, like I said, I know for me for a long period of time after everything happened with my son, I couldn't see the messages. Even when I was talking about the pain and I was sharing the journey, I really wasn't aware yet of the lessons. I wasn't aware of how it was going to impact my life, let alone others. So I I just want to say, I think first it's about acknowledging what challenges you faced in your life. And I would encourage you to pace yourself. I would not sit down in a long list of all the challenges that you faced in life. I think that can be very overwhelming, but maybe there's a challenge that you have faced that you're wanting more clarity on. And maybe you start with that one challenge that you faced and say, okay, this is something that, you know, I experienced as a young adult, or this is something that I experienced in my marriage, or this is something I experienced with a sibling or a parent and write down what that challenge is and see if anything comes to you from just writing it down or speaking about it. Because sometimes when we recount the experiences that we've been through, there are messages that we receive just by recounting the story. So I would encourage you to either grab a journal and and do some writing or grab a close confidant or friend and start processing some things with them. That's where I would start. Nice. I guess that just for me to add, I mean, I agree the challenges you face today, um, it may be difficult to truly understand what you're learning from it when you're in it. Um, but the fact that you're asking the question may help you to to go through it quicker because there's something that happens when you ask the question that maybe you start to receive your answers. The other thing is is gratitude. And you know, when you're in the challenge, I'm sure it's really hard to be grateful. But if you can go back to the challenges you faced in the past, how have you grown and how can you be grateful for that growth? And I get the challenges sometimes it's really hard because Stacey, you, re- you did a really great example of the pain that you went through, but you're also grateful for the growth that you, you went through on the other side. And I feel that once you've got to the other side and you, you reflect, being grateful for your growth through it is also a part of it. Um, Stacey, I love this space with you. I love us uh, you know we can have this open conversation as we said at the beginning we don't really plan these episodes we just pick a topic a few months in advance and we channel whatever comes through and um i feel very grateful for this space thank you for spending the space with me as i said halfway through the episode we have some amazing promos on this month we have 20 percent of everything that we do we love the work that we do true do feel that now is a time to connect with who you are, to expand, to connect with your higher self, to truly serve in the way that you're meant to. So we love the work that we do. If our voice resonates, if you feel you have a connection, you can book a free discovery call, talk about the mentorship, 
or you can go ahead and book a reading. There's so many, so many different ways you can work with us. I love, love the work that we do. Um, feel very grateful. Stacey, I'm going to hand over to you to close us up. Another amazing episode. I love having these conversations and it does, I think, expand me on another level of my healing. And so for that, I'm truly grateful. Thanks everybody for joining us. Thank you everyone. Sending everyone lots of love and light. Bye for now.